Health is a state of body and mind. Wellness is a state of being. We want you to have both. This is Channels of Health, the podcast giving you ideas and insights into new and time-tested avenues to health. From mental wellness and innovations in mental health to our daily lives and overall health journeys. Join your hosts, Patty and Damien, both founders of organizations dedicated to healing as they bring candid conversations and new information to you. Let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Patty and Damien. Hello and welcome, Taylor. This is Patty, your host, along with Damien at Channels of Health. We are really excited today to invite Taylor Roberts to join us because Taylor has a subject to talk about that I really didn't know anything about at all. And we're going to get to that real soon. But before we do that, Taylor, tell us a little bit about you, your story, how you came to want to be doing what it is you're doing today. This is perfect that I'm here on May the 4th, by the way. Huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> yes. We were just talking about Joseph Campbell. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, that's pretty appropriate. Uh, yeah, my name is Taylor, um, and I'm a fascial stretch therapist, personal trainer, and just finished my education for licensed massage therapy. Um, yeah, really kind of give you the skinny. I was working in software sales in Atlanta and wasn't very fulfilled in my life, my daily life. And at the time, I was being a caretaker for my grandmother. In between moving from one apartment to another, <clears throat> she asked for some help because she had rotator cuff surgery. And so I was just going to help around the house. In the meantime, uh, just move my things in there and then move to the next place. And that turned into a six-year journey there because wow. she fell and broke her hip and dementia started setting in. And so over the course of that time, I started learning how to take care of her and also myself. Um, so after you know, about six years of doing that, um, she was moved to a home and I started contemplating next steps because I wasn't very happy in my life, uh, at the time. And a friend of mine was opening a gym in Texas and he told me to get a certification and come on out and he'd hire me. Uh, so I took the opportunity and drove across a few States to get to Texas, never even been here before, uh, pulled up and started the work. Uh, you know, I'd gotten that certification in fascial stretch therapy and it's still a main part of my business today. Fascial stretch therapy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what that, never heard what that, that means, <laughs> what that is. First of all, it's an adjective that modifies fascia, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yes. so you talk about that sure. because that's about as far as I can go. Yeah, just high level. Fascia is the connective tissue in and around your bones, your muscles, your joints. It's essentially if you were to pull on your shirt in one direction or another, that's kind of what happens around the muscle. So people start to stretch because they feel tight, and so they stretch the same area over and over, and it never really gets loose again. Uh, So what I do is address the fascial system as a whole. And so the philosophy there is to lengthen what is tight and tighten what is overly lengthened and to bring the body back into balance in that regard. Uh, I work a lot with the nervous system, but also with the breath as well. So it's much more about bringing the body back to that relaxed space, but also teaching people how to do that for themselves. So the fascia, that's that like membrane that connects the muscle to the, to the bones. Is yes. That, is it a, it's not, it just looks like it. It's like a webbing, clear, weird yeah. looking. Totally. It's the, the rainbow stuff on the chicken, you know, yeah. it's like the, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. the cadavers, right? They take them apart, they strip off the fascia and then they look at the muscle, but then they kind of forgot the whole point, you know, gotcha. it's, it's the, the internet of the body, so to speak. So. Fascinating. Well, yeah. that is what this Obviously, you already know what tennis elbow and all those things are. Lateral I, uh, epicondylitis, not fun. There you go. I went and got it uh, double 
uh, from moving something I shouldn't have been moving. And so I've been walking around that, been able to use my <laughs> elbows for months now. Sucks. Uh, I just learned what that term was. So yeah. I had no idea that this, this was even a thing. That's very cool. So that's a full-time position to help people with that. Yeah, I'm, you know, I did it full time and then I realized that it was a very good tool in the toolbox and what I wanted to do moving forward was to try to figure out other ways to help people. So I find that being strong also helps uh, prevent pain, but also move better uh, in full ranges of motion. So stretching is great, definitely important uh, for the health of the body, but it's also not everything. And I think a lot of people miss, you know, the point. It, it takes a lot of work to keep the body in a pain-free state. Um, but then you kind of realize that it takes way less than you might think. And stretching is so simple. And people say to me all the time, oh, I know I need to stretch more. Like, that's the first thing when I say I'm a stretch therapist, sure. so to speak. They, oh, I need to stretch more. Um, and, but they don't. And right. you wonder why that is. And a lot of times you realize it's because they usually don't take the time to do anything for themselves. You know, they'll pay somebody else to do something for them. Uh, they'll pay way more. But stretching's free and anyone can do it right now. Like, right now. There's some myths and some misunderstandings that you cleared up for me the other day when we were together mm -hmm. and, and you showed me what you do. One of the things is that you, you alluded to earlier just for a minute mm -hmm. when you said you tend to pull or push on the part of the body that is hurting. Mm. But that's not really where you went to mm -hmm. address some of the issues. Talk a little bit about some of the misconceptions about stretching, mm -hmm. if you would. No, that's great. And you know, it applies to stretching and body work in general. Um, but ultimately, it's not always the cause of pain that we're focused on. Uh, so for instance, like you said, if, if your arm is hurting or shoulder is hurting, sometimes it is because the arm or the shoulder is hurting because of dysfunction there, or maybe you, know, you lifted something and now you have tennis elbow, so to speak. But a lot of times it's not from that. That's usually just the loudest part of the dysfunction, so to speak. Not to say anybody is dysfunctional, but sometimes we have dysfunction in the body and that's okay to say. Um, so for instance, when I had shoulder pain, uh, my left shoulder was hurting a lot. I thought the whole time, I thought it's definitely shoulder pain, definitely shoulder pain. Um, but just through strengthening the low back, you know, the lower part of the traps, all of those things can start to be alleviated. So I started with your legs when we were going to address the upper body, right. uh, just to get your nervous system to calm down. I don't want to fight you on the table. FST is an assisted stretching technique on a massage table. And I just don't have the energy to fight people all day. So I want to kind of work with, or as they say in uh, the Stretch to Win Institute, that's where I went. They say you want to romance the nervous system. You know, they're two dancers. And so they talk in that nice. language. Yeah. And so you want to romance the nervous system, relax it, get it to a point where it's willing to surrender to what's happening. Um, because if we resist, then it's going to persist. Like you don't want to continue pushing past a certain point. It's very gentle. It's just allowing the stretching to occur. And then magical things can happen. I mean, the reason why I say magic is because I really don't know what else to call it. It is kind of appropriate to call it magic. I remember when we were talking, I was saying that I carry a lot of stress, as a lot of people do, I think, mm. in my neck and shoulders, upper back. And so it was exactly what you said. For that reason, you didn't start working on that area. You started on another part so that by the time the, you came around, I guess, if you will, to working on shoulders and neck, that was more receptive. Totally, especially when it's a very sensitive part. If you're feeling tension there and you're feeling pain there all the time, somebody goes right at your neck, 
and that can be kind of a jarring experience. So yeah, just, I mean, we barely know each other. First time I ever really touched you, you know, <laughs> and you're laying on my table and yeah. I got you strapped in there. It's, it can be a little alarming. Uh, so the first thing going around your neck, which is such a vulnerable place to go towards anyway, because the throat there, um, yeah, it's, it's not wise, at least not a wise use of my time. So start with the legs and there's some stuff in there to work on too, you know, and so you're going to get some benefit and just try to see also where you're holding tension. Cause like I said earlier, it might not be, you know, if you were to use that shirt example, again, you pull down on your shirt, you're going to feel how the tissue, the fabric of the shirt is being pulled over your shoulders. And that's maybe where you feel the tightness, but maybe the tightness is starting closer toward the hips, you know? And so spreading that out, bringing a little bit right. more slack, so to speak, a little bit more slack in the fascia allows the shoulders to not be so tense. That's awesome. Yeah. So also you talked about the first time somebody usually gets that kind of stretch therapy. They really, and I think I was particularly, I don't know if it was bad at this or whatever, but it was almost like you were saying, you're helping me too much. Like, <laughs> let <laughs> yeah. loose. You're trying to move and, and let. So talk about how you mm. tried to get the body. And he, by the way, he talks to the body, not to the person. <laughs> it's really kind of fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So no, that's a good point. There's, there's two different, well, I would say three. Uh, one is the person who's, pretty much open and can just let it happen. And that's a very rare thing. You know, you didn't do a bad job. Nobody does a good job, so to speak. You know, it's right. all good, right? Um, the fact that you're there in the first place is a good step, um, you know, towards your health. But some people really want to help me when I'm lifting the leg and stretching, and I'm capable of moving, you know, very large bodies. So I don't, I don't really need any help there. Um, and the less that you help, the better, because then I can feel the tissue instead of, the resistance that you're placing in your body to assist me. Uh, and then the other side is, is more of like a guarding uh, in the body. There's a prevention of movement. And usually that's just data for me. It's a sign. I just want to understand where that's being you know, resisted inside the body. It could be protecting a joint that's not stable. It could be protecting an injury that's latent or something that's been chronic. Um, and so just kind of assessing through that situation, but most clients tend to relax after two to three sessions. Uh, if they really stick with it, then they get on the table and it's like, they're, uh, I, I don't know, they're like an actor in a Shakespearean movie or something. They're just laying there and they've passed, you know? And so they're just so <laughs> relaxed, you know, it's great. So that's, that's what I like to work with is basically just like corpses on the table. That's awesome. <laughs> just please lay there. Way easier. Yeah. 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 So how does this, um, I am most definitely the complete novice when we're talking about this, which is funny because I'm sitting here with a brace on my arm for the very thing that we're, we're talking about. How does this work in comparison to something like chiropractic or something like that? Like where does your practice fall in in that general world of chiropractic? Like everyone I know, I'm 45, everyone that I know that's my age is like, hey, we should stretch. So we're either doing yoga or being exotic about it and doing Tai Chi or we're going to a chiropractor that's just like Chuck Norrising our necks all the time. <laughs> Where do you fall in that and what's your view, not pro or con of any of those, because I know that's not where you want to go, but mm. where does something like this fit in a general overall health for people that are stiff? They don't have, a, I mean, a range of motion. Is this all that they need and they don't really need a car? Is it a combination? Mm, that's a great question. Yeah, I think this has been called the great integrator uh, in the practice because it's not... Uh, one-stop shop, so to speak, but you can use it for many different 
you know, uh, applications. So for instance, some people might use this before a football game. I have some high school football players that like to come see me before a game. It allows them to perform a little bit better and with less, you know, cramps, things like that. That's what I've experienced at least. Um, you know, desk jockeys, if they're sitting at a desk all day long, maybe they just feel a little tense, maybe, you know, truck drivers, that sort of thing. You know, I've, I've had those types of clients as well. Uh, just anywhere where you're holding a certain position for a very long time. Um, people that like to train with me. So my personal training clients will also benefit from this. Now they can do it before the session and I can ramp up the nervous system, right? It's almost like a, a get hyped type of thing. So their nervous system is primed and ready to lift heavy weights. That's usually a shorter session, something to amp the, the body up. And then there's more restorative sessions, which is more focused to range of motion improvements and a little bit less tension in the body, but also getting more aware of what the body's capable of. A lot of people think that they're not as flexible as they really are. They just resist themselves a lot. Mm. So this is an internal state of resistance that a lot of people have. Um, so a lot of my clients, they still go see chiropractors. A lot of my clients, you know, still, I recommend go talk to your doctor. You know, I'm not a doctor. Sure. I'm just, I'm here trying to help your body as much as possible, but ultimately the onus is on them to make sure that they know what's going on in their body. So I always try to give that back to them. Uh, I also teach people how to stretch for themselves because I have a routine that I've learned at the same Institute. Uh, it's the life stretch, life stretch certification for anybody who wants to, to pursue that. They do classes online. It's a great way to just address the entire fascial system in your body, all of the nets in all the different ways. It's very simple. I get it done in about a 45 minutes to an hour on a Sunday. I try to do it about once a week. Um, but yeah, it just applies to any, pretty much anyone who's willing to make improvements in their body. Um, and I wouldn't say that it takes the place of anything. And at the same time, I've seen some people forego other treatments once they start stretching with me. So whatever you want to take from that, you know, you're welcome to sure. for sure. Nice. Well said. <laughs> that was really well done. <laughs> so you seem to be a really big believer in self advocating for your, your health. Like we've been talking for just a few minutes. It's already come up at least twice. Mm. Um, that's a subject that I know, Patty, you talk about constantly Absolutely. Just yes. self advocating for your health, for your, so I'd like to kind of, if it's all right with you, sure. expand a little bit from the specifics of this, your personal journey, talk, what are your views as someone who has hands on people, you're working with people all the time, what is your view around this advocacy? And again, I don't, I don't mean let's just talk negatively about people not doing, what do you think is preventing people from self-advocating to the level they need to? What a question. I think for everybody, it's different, but the same. Usually it's uh, beliefs about themselves that they're not worthy of feeling good or feeling healthy. Maybe they have some traumas and dramas from the past. It's really hard to say exactly what it is, but what I do know is once people start to take control over their life and start making better decisions for themselves, everything transforms. Yeah. And those reasons that they have to overcome that were sabotaging them or preventing them from taking those steps um, become minuscule. Mm -hmm. those, little, those little dragons that they went to slay, they realized that they could have fought them the entire time. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people also are you know, they just don't know. Nobody's really taught them. I mean, I remember going in my PE class and like middle school and, you know, high school, elementary school. I mean, what we did the pacer thing. I don't right. know if anybody remembers the pacer oh, yeah. thing. You like run from one side of the gym to the other. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, beep, 
Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, right. I hated that thing. Yeah. That, I don't know what that was supposed to teach me, except I hate that buzzing noise. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, people don't really understand what to do to, to be healthy. And there's so much conflicting information out there. And so one thing I'd like uh, to focus on for even myself is I have different needs than you do. Okay. Both yeah. of you, right? Sure. I, I sure. need to eat different things. I need a certain level of activity. My pastimes are going to be different. The way that I recover is going to be different. And only I know how to do that, or at least I know I'm the only one that potentially could learn that. And so I can't necessarily learn what the best things are for you. But with my clients through constant feedback, they'll tell me how they had a good night's sleep last night. And I'll ask them what their routine was. And so next time they have a bad night's sleep, I ask them if they did those things. And usually the answer is no. Yeah. Actually, every time the answer is no, <laughs> right. right? But it's it's an accountability thing in that yeah. regard. Like, you told me what works for you. Why aren't you doing it? And a lot of times, if they don't take personal responsibility, there will be an you know, excuse. Right. I was busy with this. I was busy with that. I think the Dalai Lama said one time, they were asking him because he's so busy. They, they said, uh, Dalai Lama, you're so busy. How, how do you meditate? You say you meditate an hour every day. How do you meditate an hour and find the time? He says, well, on busy, you know, on normal days, I meditate for an hour. On busy days, I meditate for two. Right. And uh, I love that because yeah. it's like definitely necessary that we take care of ourselves so we can get our work done, so we can be our best selves, but also right. not you know, collapse into our bed and feel the need to distract ourselves on the phone and what's going on with this and that. We can just be at peace in our lives. Yeah. Have some quiet in your soul. Mm. And yeah, absolutely. I think that what you're saying is so true that historically people didn't have as many different options as what they might have today or feel that they have today. Historically, people would check themselves in with their regular medical physician, their Mm. primary care provider Mm -hmm. and pretty much say this hurts that gives me pain give me a pill to fix it or take a test or whatever you need to do and they sort of handed themselves over as somebody might their car to an auto mechanic (laughs) whereas now it seems like there's so much more integrative health solutions Mm -hmm. and it's not just buzz popular it's actually knowledgeable people Mm -hmm. learning so speak a little bit about Mm -hmm. the practice that you have you have multiple services that you can provide in addition to the stretch therapy yeah definitely um you know right now i'm doing a certification for breath work and cold exposure like that's my current you know thing that i'm into which is gonna be super exciting gonna get to go to europe and Hang out with the Iceman. I was, yeah, I was going to ask yeah. that question. I beat you to this one. I can't stop talking about it. It's so Dude, fun. I mean, yeah. something incredible. about these ice baths are amazing. It's oh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, we'll but, come back to that. I was yeah. just going to say, and after you go to Europe, we'll get right. you back and talk on it again. You'll jump in my ice bath. Yeah. I'll be an Absolutely. instructor at that point for sure. Um, right now, personal training. Um, you know, and I've learned some, some, from some of the best minds in the world, you know, from, uh, John McDowell and Brock Travis in Dallas here. This is, you know, the gym that I came to work for, um, as well as, you know, Stefan over at Kilo Strength Society. They just moved to Miami. What's up, Stefan? Um, pain-free performance specialist coach with Dr. John Russin, uh, out there and on it. And just, I mean, the amount of people that I've learned from has been amazing because I don't, I don't know any of this stuff, but I was just so passionate about trying to figure out how to be the best version of whatever it is that I was becoming could be. Um, and then I do fascial scraping. So I do the scraping with the tool, you know, um, yeah. And then right now it's more just a, it's about goals. I mean, it's about improving people's lives just one at a time. Taylor, now talk about scraping versus stretching. Yeah. Damien's over there going, writing it down furiously. Scraping. Okay. Yeah. So I I do this uh, from time to time on my own body and there's different techniques. There's different brands of tools that you can use, but it all originated, I believe in Asia, like coining or spooning. And they would just take a coin or a spoon and just scrape, you know, the skin. 
And the idea, at least in principle, is that you have multiple layers of fascia that glide over top of each other. And if they don't glide freely on top of each other, then you're going to be getting pulls and snags in weird ways. Kind of like when you go into the box in the attic with all the Christmas lights and you pull one section and the rest of it kind of pulls in a weird, <laughs> nice. unorganized place. I love nice. these analogies. Yeah, yeah, you're you're speaking saying? my language, brother. <laughs> See, exactly. Yep. So uh, that kind of happens with our body. So if you intend to move the tissue in one way and it's not moving properly underneath that top layer of fascia, uh, or vice versa, then you're going to be getting pulls in weird directions. And so I see this all the time. You know, somebody's doing a certain exercise and they feel tightness in a different part of their body and it hurts. Okay, perfect. Maybe the solution there would be to scrape a little bit, see what's going on there, increase the blood flow. Uh, they say break up fascial adhesions. I don't really know about that term, but it makes sense to me. Um, all that It's kind of like what you said earlier. You're like, I don't like using the word holistic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that it's same thing. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, overall, that's something that I like to do about once a week as well, just to get my body to move more freely. Uh, it makes me feel good. So it's a certification I got with uh, Rock Tape, I believe, a year and a half ago. So, so what does that look like? You kind of yeah. glossed over the actual technique, oh, if you will, very yeah. quickly. And if anybody's interested, sure. just kind of process yeah. a little bit. What would the steps be and what all would they... Uh, how would it feel to them? You know, help the, the listener understand what you're feeling and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So for me, I'm all about no pain. Uh, some okay, people scrape so hard that, you know, crazy bruising occurs. Yeah. To me personally, it's not my thing. Some people adamantly disagree and that's totally fine. Whatever works for you, like I'm cool with. Um, but you can buy scraping tools online, like a sidekick tool. I, I think that's actually a brand name. I'm not endorsing any one in particular. Um, but basically it's like a, it's a soft blade, kind of like a butter knife, uh, texture on the backside of the butter knife. And you're basically just applying pressure at different angles to the body, uh, whether it be a 90 degree angle, if you want to go deeper or a little bit more of like a 45 degree angle, if you want to go a little bit more shallow, you have some sort of lubrication on the skin. So it glides more freely and just from some strokes, maybe go slow and deep to get a little bit deeper. Uh, you can do little quick strokes. It can actually get you a little bit amped up in a certain spot if you're working out and scraping at the same time. Uh, but it's sometimes uncomfortable. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, it's not like a super pleasurable experience uh, to, to speak, but definitely seems to do the trick in certain circumstances. So obviously the listeners don't have the benefit of a visual. Mm-hmm. You were sort of indicating to us as you were describing it, sometimes you were scraping up and sometimes you were scraping down. Mm-hmm. Do we get different results by doing that? Is one more preferred? What are we trying to accomplish with those different? That's a great question. It depends on the goal and also it depends on the muscle tissue, right? Or the fascia, which way that the lines are traversing. Um, a lot of times you want to go perpendicular versus, you know, with the, the tissue fibers. Um, I like to go more distal to proximal, so closer, like bring it to the heart. Okay. But also it really depends. It depends on what it is that we're trying to do. So if we're working out, I might bring the blood flow to the extremities, you know, because we're working out. The blood needs to be circulating yeah, properly. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, yeah, it's, it's going to be distal to proximal, and it's going to be a certain depth. I typically, since I do it so frequently, I don't have to go so deep. Um, it's just more like a tune-up and just bringing the blood flow throughout the body. But, yeah, I, I did that. That's funny. You noticed that. <laughs> That's fascinating. One more thing. We're just learning so much. And I have to ask a question. Mm. So just a few, I think about a month and a half ago, I finally got into, I thought what was going on with my elbows was like arthritis, Mm. right? I mean, I am clueless, dude, right? So I go into this guy, takes forever to get in there, specialist, and he jams a needle. Patty knows because I called her afterwards and she heard it with all the expletives. (laughs) He jams a needle all around the fascia and then shot... Novocaine into my elbow. 
I got in the car and I passed out. Remember this? I passed oh, yeah, out in I the do. car and my arm was on fire. <laughs> this was a, like a month and a half ago uh, to uh, try to get help with elbow pain. Uh, now, while I understand that that's hilarious. We're helping that you by making hilarious. it comparative no, to something that's worse. I just want to point out that scrape, yeah. your scraping and my scraping are obviously two very different things. Yeah, I just imagined this whole situation where you're getting like poked and prodded and like passed out. You know, it was out horrific. The parking lot. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Oh, I used, I invented new cuss words. <laughs> and I was cussing the poor guy to his face while yeah, he was doing it yeah. in a very loving way. Of course, but, with love. Uh, with love. Yeah. But um, I'm curious with your knowledge uh-huh. base. Uh-huh. Obviously, I have the tennis elbow issue going on and all that. What was he doing and why? Dude, I have no idea who this person is or what they did. And maybe they had good intentions and it just didn't work with you. That's my benefit of the doubt type of scenario. Hopefully it wasn't negligence or something like that. That being said, most likely you just need to follow a good protocol for your elbow. Uh, It's most likely just weakness of the extensors of your arm. And it's pretty straightforward uh, how to address it. You know, you can do some scraping on the triceps. You can get the tool yourself. Mm -hmm. A little bit of stretching in that area. And then strengthening the wrist is going to be, I mean, you know, I'm not a physical therapist. So I can't technically say certain things. That being said, if I had tendonitis (laughs) and I have had tendonitis in my elbow, what I've done uh, has used a really good tool. So there's something called, and there's different brands, but the one that I like is because, I don't know, it's just the one I used. It's called a TheraBand Flex Bar. It's a rubber style and you can build up in thicknesses and it literally addresses through something called the Tyler twists, elbow tendonitis, both lateral and, you know, otherwise. So yeah, if, if that's something that you're interested in, that's one good step. There's a few other things that you can do, but yeah, you know, elbow tendonitis, whether it's golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, definitely something you can address, but it's not going to go away on its own. People say, like, rest and avoid and this and that. It's just not going to happen. That has not helped. Yeah, it does not help. And it's just going to keep hurting. And then when the pain goes away and you start doing things again, it's going to come right back. And so you have to address it. I have no more elbow pain. There's a reason. And it doesn't take very long. You know, it can take up to six months uh, and longer sometimes for the pain to go away um, if you do nothing about it. And it can take one to three months if you do something about Mm -hmm. it. But then... The pain's gone, and you know the source yeah. as well. So I think I'll just stick with the harpooning at my elbow every few months. No, that's a good months. strategy. It you, felt really solid I, to me. I want his name so I can go. Over oh, there don't too. worry, you'll get it after this. Free but, novocaine uh, in my elbow. It's free cool. novocaine, and you can pass out in the parking lot. You can always a use a good day sleep. That's yeah. right. I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's only in comparison. That's I'm going to make you feel so bad right here in my office <laughs> that what you leave with, yeah. you're going to be happy to have that other I'm pain. Telling back. You, and, and it really is yeah. why we started this podcast. Wow, like she's trying to get things fixed i'm trying to get things fixed no by doubt. the way the tennis elbow thing is that's just new i was already working on a that's the, bunch of clusters exactly right? yep. and then you go in the guy's like i know what you need and just sticks me like a voodoo doll yep. and um and then you're sitting here and you're like you just need to scrape it bro yeah that is hilarious <laughs> to me yeah i mean it's like pretty matter of fact like uh i mean it's not it's not necessarily gonna be the thing that gets it done but if you approach it in let's say six different ways and one of those ways works then great. And if none of those ways cause you lasting pain, also very great. So I'm all about just like throwing the arsenal at it and making sure everything in the arsenal doesn't obliterate. It does seem like in any business process, you should start with the 
least destructive method. Minimum effective dose. There you go. There you Correct. Go. And work your way up to holy shit dose. Novocaine. That's <laughs> like right. I'll edit that if I need to. But yeah, <laughs> let's let's work our way to Novocaine. Well, um, yeah, you know, I think a lot of times uh, practitioners want to be effective right away for, you know, their client and also for themselves. Um, there's almost like a not to say ego tied up in it, but they want to be the one to help, you know, and they know the answer. And so, you know, I have multiple solutions and I know that they're not all going to work. So just start going through the list and trying them and seeing what does work and what doesn't. And that can also tell us more about what other treatments need to occur in the future as well. If something doesn't work, then we know it's not X. If something does work, we know maybe this is actually what we need to focus on. And so then you can kind of address that. So you said you had a lot of other things that were going on. So I mean, there's other things. Yeah. We're other be things. Yep. Well, what you were saying earlier, why people don't do the things for themselves mm-hmm. is it's kind of overwhelming. You know, you have a job, you have family, you got taxes, you got to pay just things always going on in the background. Oh yeah. Why do we want to like focus on the thing that's annoying anyway? Right. And we don't even know how to fix it. And then when we spend time to fix it, like, let's say we drive to the gym, it's 20 minutes to drive to the gym. We get there. Most of the machines are taken. We're kind of overwhelmed. We don't really know what we're doing anyway. So we do the exercises we've always done, which have led us to the results that we've always gotten. And then we drive back home 20 minutes. That's two hours of basically an unsatisfying you know, health and wellness journey. So you don't want to do that four or five times a week. You're not going to see results. So there's no benefit. There's no reward. And so your brain just says that's a waste of time. And it is. It is. I agree. When there are no actual results, then not only do you stop doing that, but then it also, I think, taints your further uh, opportunities. You know, like you're like, well, I've tried this before Mm -hmm. and I've tried this. And a lot of these things, gout and all this kind of stuff, I've been working on these things for a long time, but if you're only going to stick within whatever your insurance is going to cover, and this is my personal opinion only, then you're going to wind up getting in just this world where everybody is just not really even looking at you. They're just giving you meds. And that's been my, my personal journey has Mm. been, you've got gout, take allopurinol. You Mm. got this, take that. You got that, take it. Yeah, and there definitely is a benefit, let's say, if you are about to kill yourself to, you know, take uh, something maybe that keeps that from happening while you address, of course, right? Right. Um, But that's to say, I probably wouldn't recommend that long term. Uh, just the side effects typically aren't worth it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's interesting that you bring up all these different ways that are addressed. There's the sheer amount of people that need help. It's overwhelming to our system. You know, yeah. they go in to see the doctor. Here's the symptom. This is a solution, at least for the symptoms. Uh, so take this and I, I got a f- another 12 hours, you know, I got to do my rounds. Right. Like I, I can't sit here and try to figure out where this injury came from 16 years ago. Right. I don't have the time, you know? And so, yeah, I think that kind of speaks to the inefficiencies of our system overall, um, because I know, like I'm sure you both do, very well-meaning people in those professions, For and sure. but there's nothing right. really else that you know they can offer in that regard. So there are some really good um, GPs out there that have a little bit more of a holistic approach. Nice. Uh, yeah, see, so tied in. Um, but it's it's challenging. You know, they don't really learn much about nutrition um, in school. It's it's very complex, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's too bad. You touched on something that has always been a problem for me, mm. and that is we seem to be a systems-based mm. approach right now instead of a systems. So it's symptoms mm. instead of systems. Yeah. So sort of that was my journey. Everything that people were dealing with with me was they were only addressing the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Take this orally. 
take this uh, topically, uh, everything would give me momentary relief, mm -hmm. but then as soon as it was no longer being used, back would come the symptoms. Yep. Nobody was really doing a dive into, so why do you have these symptoms? Right. And it does take time. It takes, it takes a lot the, of time. And, and that gets back to the person advocating, I think, and kind of telling a story on myself that I was sort of saying that, you know, we used to check into our traditional Western practitioner and say, this hurts, give me a pill, or mm -hmm. this hurts, what do you think we need to do? Mm -hmm. And now some people, myself included, kind of ended up doing the same thing with acupuncture and alternative medicine, naturopath, homeopath. This hurts. This doesn't work. These are the symptoms. What do I do? And now it's really more of the, why are we having these symptoms? Where, what is the origin, the genesis of some of this? Because that's where we're going to get to the root of the cause. Yeah. And the solutions are usually pretty simple. You know, people want what's new and exciting and everything like that. And like I said earlier, like a lot of times... You know, when I tell somebody literally what would probably help them and then they're like, yeah, but what, like, what else can I do? You know, because <laughs> that doesn't takes, seem like enough. It doesn't seem like enough. And then, you know, it might take a little bit of, it's going to take some time to stretch yeah. consistently, you know, through, you know, twice a week for how long the rest of my life, you know, like that's a long time. Can you not just <laughs> do something for me and I'll pay for it? And, you know, that's, it's a funny thing, you know, it's people, people think that, you know, once you're in a good state of health that you can kind of stop doing all those things. But once you're in a good state of health, you have to continue doing those things. Absolutely. I still stretch. I still go get a yeah. massage. I still you know, do everything that's necessary. So, I mean, everyone need, needs to understand that that's, it's not over once you're out of pain. It's yeah. now you're at a good base level. It's not one and done. No, you, definitely not. You, you, and anybody who expects that's going to be disappointed. Anybody that promises that is lying to you. Well, it's a little bit like the diet culture. Yep. People get very successful results out of eating right. Sure. And having nutritious meals, they lose whatever weight they want to lose. Ha, ah, now we can go do whatever we want. Now we can just eat and drink to our heart's delight. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're going to get all of that back. Now, you definitely can get away with that once you get your hormones in balance and you're eating properly for a long enough time and you're super healthy. Uh, you might not see the cost from a little bit of a bender here and there right yeah. after, but it definitely catches up and you pay interest for sure. Well, yeah, everybody can fall off once in a while, <laughs> That's but, a if, but if they kind of go back to the, Hey, now I can go back to my other lifestyle. Yeah. No. What do you think got you healthy to begin with? 100%. You can't just throw that yeah. away. You definitely yeah. can't. Talk to us a little bit about where you went and got certified. You mentioned it a little mm -hmm. bit earlier, but I'd never heard of them. Yeah. In Arizona, um, Chandler, Arizona, I believe Chandler, uh, stretch to win Institute. They are amazing you know chris and ann frederick started this uh, i guess ann uh, started this she did a dissertation on stretching and then met chris who was into all sorts of things um health and wellness you know physical therapy and uh also into qigong and you know so they're very interesting folks and they have a beautiful institute and each class i think is like 30 people come there's three different levels of fascial stretch therapists you go in, you become a level one therapist with some education. You spend about a week there. You learn uh, hands-on. You learn from, you know, every group has a teacher, and you rotate teachers. And, I mean, it's unbelievable learning experience, and it's really transformative. I've made a lot of really great friends just from the first certification course. Uh, everybody's there for a different reason, you know. I think every NFL football team now has a fascial stretch therapist on staff. Um, I mean, it's, it's really amazing. So you spend a week there and then you have to practice for a year before you can go back to do the level two. Uh, you have to have a certain number of stretches, uh, to, to be able to qualify. And then once you do level two, it gets a little bit deeper into some of, you know, contraindications and 
specific instances like certain hip issues or shoulder issues, like a frozen shoulder, things mm -hmm. like that. After you do that, you can go on to level three. Now, the main reason why I went and got the licensed massage therapy uh, license was because if you want to go to level three without a license, you do something called level three fitness, which is what coaches can do and other just anyone can do. Uh, but I wanted to go do the medical. So they do level three medical as well. And to do that, you have to have some sort of license. Okay. And uh, that gets a little bit more into like hip replacement and very acute type of wow. work that you might not otherwise you know, be able to. Um, as long as it's obviously been cleared by their physician or their surgeon sure, that yeah. they can stretch like that. Yeah. So it's just a little bit more in depth, I think. And, uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now, but yeah, it's a great Institute. If anybody's interested in doing it, really recommend it. I started doing that instead of personal training or anything else. I mean, it's, it was the bread and butter at first, and now it's just another integrative tool that I use. But if you want, I mean, I know people who just do stretching, awesome. uh, for a living and they, they're doing all right. Let me ask you a, a, from a whole different perspective. So you are a physical trainer as well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, personal trainer. Yep. Okay, so a personal trainer. Yeah, so yeah. it seems like with your skill set, those millions of people that will go and work out for a little bit and then they get injured and then never work out again or re-injure the same thing. I'm talking about myself, of course. It's <laughs> the only reason I'm here, man. Like, come on. It's the only reason I'm doing this. Um, is it seems like someone like you would be the right person to go to so that you could not re-injure yourself over and over and over. So is that part of the combination for you is not just helping people get in shape, but people that are injuring themselves and then never return to a gym again because of an injury. How do you get around things like that? And is that something that you work with? Totally. You know, one thing that I really want to focus on with clients is to get them to be able to do this for themselves. Cause I do know my own mortality and I know that I'm going to pass away. Um, so I can't be here forever. And I know that I care about people and trying to understand what it is that they need to do for themselves for the rest of their lives. And also so they can pass that on to their kids or maybe to their parents, or it doesn't really matter. But one thing that's really important is just meeting the person where they are. And I know a lot of really great coaches and personal trainers that do this, but they, they look at the person and they realize that they want to teach who it is that they're in front of. They don't want to be withholding truth and information from those people and making them come back. I'm always going to continue my education. So people keep coming back because I keep learning things and growing myself. And so I can teach a little bit more and share more as I learn it. But I can't share if I'm not learning. So that's one aspect of it. And the other side is I don't want to withhold any information from anybody. And a lot of people, they kind of uh, keep that battened up. You know, mm -hmm. they, they keep it to themselves. And so then they're this purveyor of knowledge and you have to seek me out for this and whatever that's all about. If I can get people to understand what it is that I know in the specific instance that they need it, you know, not overwhelm them. Um, then what they do is they take ownership of what it is that they're trying to accomplish in their life. And then when they're ready for something else, they'll come back or they'll just keep coming back because they keep learning every single time. And, you know, they don't even know what to ask until they run into a certain thing in a session or, right. you know, until they have a certain injury. And so, you know, when they're ready, they, they come and I'm able to share it. But yeah, it's all about getting people to just understand these things for themselves, because thankfully this is not rocket science. Otherwise I would not be able to do it. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's not so true. Yeah, Taylor. It's very complicated for people, but really it's the most simple thing that you can do is learn. These systems are very simple to learn truly simple. And it seems overwhelming because there's so much information out there. But once you have a good routine of all of these things to maintain your health and 
have someone in your corner that wants you to learn as well and pushes you and holds you accountable, then you can do, you can go back to killing it at work and not having, you know, having to eat a bunch of cheeseburgers late at night because you feel miserable about your life. So, right. Right. I know that your ongoing education is very important to you. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Talk a bit about what you've already done. Mm -hmm. And you've also told me some of the things that are in the future for you so that people can get a sense of the skill set that you have and the ones you're going to develop. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so many certifications, like I encourage anyone, even if you're not in this field, if there's something that you want to learn more about, go get a certification. It, it doesn't mean anything necessarily on its own. It doesn't mean they have to go do that for a living, but you learn so much from these masters in each of these crafts. So right. if there's something that you really want to learn more about, like stretching, go to the best person that you can find about stretching and go there and learn. You know, you don't have to go have a coach that stretches you and you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money over the next 10, 20, 30 years. Instead, just go learn it for yourself. Good you know, idea. I, ideal world, everyone's taking care of themselves. And so I have no clients. That would be great. We could all just be having a great time playing some flag football or something. Like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Out. Yeah, exactly. But in the future, I'm focused on the breath, especially uh, just with all of the COVID stuff going around, people having a hard time, respiratory issues. Uh, the breath is the beginning and the end. I mean, I've heard it said, uh, before that it's the first and last thing you'll ever do. Right. And I love that. And it's this, it's this constant process. You can control it, but it's also something that's constantly going on behind the scenes. And it's really one of the few things that you can do that with in your life. Um, and so just to get conscious control of the breath is very powerful when it comes to not just personal, you know, physical expression, um, but focus meditation, you know, productivity at work, uh, so breath work and then cold exposure. I'm really into different temperatures, extreme temperatures. So I like hitting the sauna and then hitting the ice baths and everything in between. I like pushing myself in that regard. So yeah, I alluded to it earlier, but going out to uh, see Wim Hof is going to be an exceptional experience. <laughs> that guy is a master and he's wild and he is. Uh, he's super yeah. cool. When I are like you going? A lot. So that'll be, I think January is when I'm going right on. for the instructor course. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I mean, Hopefully we get, I mean, it's going to be cold. I'm excited. It's going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to be cold. But, so yeah. for anybody yeah. out there who does not know what we're talking about, yeah, yeah. because we shouldn't only assume oh, totally. that everybody's familiar with him. For sure. Yeah. So he has many world records. This guy like climbs, I think Everest in his shorts. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's just right. that type of guy, but everybody thought he was kind of, just kind of crazy. Yeah. Like this guy's just going out there and doing all this stuff. Like, what a wild man swimming under ice sheets and his retinas freeze. And he set a world record for how far he swam and got lost. And so the record actually went higher than he planned <laughs> on because he like couldn't see he was blinded. So he found his hole and he got out, but you know, it took, it took a little while for this vision to come back and he's an exceptional guy. His story is fascinating because he, you know, unfortunately had his wife pass away, I believe due to either suicide or because of decisions that she made that led mm -hmm. to that, um, to her passing. But uh, he just wanted to spread joy around the world and to let people realize their inner power, and uh, which we all have, each one of us, you listening right now, me, uh, we all have that, and or at least that potential. And one thing that he did is he showed in scientific ways that not only can he do it, but other people can learn the exact same things that he's doing, and there's a measurable benefit in the lab. So he's able to tap into the nervous system. He's able to regulate his hormones. He's regular... I believe one of the things that he did, he was injected with something that was like a bacteria or something like that. And he was able to fight it off basically consciously. And when you start saying these types of things, it sure. sounds freaking crazy. It does. It definitely right. sounds freaking crazy. And then you go and look at the research and it's kind of, it's crazy. It, it, it actually crazy. is crazy <laughs> yeah. because I, 
if that's possible, I want to learn it. And if it's not real, I'll let everybody know. But yeah. I have a good feeling based on the experience that I have just this short time with cold exposure, something's going on there and I'm excited to figure out what it is. I tried it uh, for about a week and a half in the shower, doing the turn down as cold as I can mm -hmm. and stay in as long as I can. Mm -hmm. And all I can tell you is when I did it in the morning, I did not need caffeine. I did not need anything. Mm -hmm. I was vibrant, wide-eyed, kind of like what we said to you when you walked in. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah. Man, dude, your yeah. eyes were glow. I mean, yeah, bright. People, <laughs> and you do. There's different outward things that you will see. People's like skin glows, and all of that could just be, you know, on the outside. But it's it's not the stuff that they are finding. I think what I love about him the most is mm -hmm. that he is not a scientist. Mm -hmm. He's a madman that's willing to be tested on. Totally. And we're finding all these incredible things because of it. Awesome. That's super cool. We super need more cool. madmen willing to be tested on. For sure. And I think, <laughs> I think that's I'm one. Our, clearly. Our next, <laughs> next madman is going to be yeah. Taylor Roberts yeah. and Damien right. hey. Skinner. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I like to let other people be mad and then mm -hmm. I kind of follow behind him. I'm cool with that. I don't yeah. mind that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. We wake up in the morning and take the cold shower. I mean, there's really nothing you can do to me that's going to disturb my inner peace after that because I kind of did this. Uh, the worst part, too. the worst part of my day, you know, is something that I consciously chose. So like, ah, what are you going to do? Cut me off in traffic? Okay. Like, Got okay. It. So exactly. I wish you well, dude. Like whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a big benefit there and just, I like the challenge aspect, but it's all about feeling and not force. And, uh, it's amazing how quickly your body adapts to it. Now I actually crave the cold shower, but the first few times that I did it, it's like, I barely do five seconds and then I kind of like, you know, wuss out and like. Mm -hmm. jump out of the shower yeah, jump right. out of the way that of the water but the second time it's 10 seconds Sec third time it's 30 and then eventually you're just in a cold shower it invigorates you and so you just are attracted yeah. to it it's a very weird experience but it really is yeah. and you don't want to do it from like you said force you don't want to yeah. be like screaming in the shower or like i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. overcome yeah, yeah. yeah that means not, you're not quite ready for that that's not the oh energy you're going so that's yeah. our measure if you start screaming in the yeah. shower right. you probably are in there too long yeah, yeah. okay that's good. yeah, yeah. exactly that. no sock in the mouth trying no, to like no. bite it uh, yeah. yeah so i have a whole different direction that i wanted to ask you some questions sure if that's all right sure you work with bodies, you are with people in a really intimate way, you know. Um, what is your take? We've been talking about the physical aspects, but we keep touching on the mental, emotional, spiritual aspects. What has been your experience in seeing people who have experienced trauma and the way that they hold that trauma in their body? And you can say nothing and I can edit this out if it doesn't apply, but... There's a wonderful book called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, what's your first line, like frontline experience of people who've experienced trauma and it's manifesting in their body, they're holding it in certain ways? It's wild to see someone for the first time, especially like if they're a new client and, um, you know, they come in for one reason, but you just like, you can just tell why they're really coming in. Uh, or at least that's what you, you think. And... And it's interesting because people do open up like I've that book. I, I do know the book that you're, you know, it's a very good book. Um, when somebody's on the, on the table, for instance, you know, they, they might start crying or laughing. That's a pretty common thing to happen. And people don't really understand why that is. Um, some people say it's stored in the fascia, you know, certain emotional instances. Sometimes if you're guarding something, it could be some trauma that you're not even aware of and that your body's trying to protect you against. Uh, I see that a lot with like car accidents or, you know, PTSD, things like that. Um, all of that to say the, the body has recollection because the body, it's, 
our mind and our body aren't really separate. Right. It's the same thing. And, and so it's, it's in the body, so to speak, but our brain goes throughout our entire body mm-hmm. with the nerves. And, and, and so it's just to separate that is kind of wild because we're holding these, you know, these holding patterns at times and we're carrying these things from our past if we haven't addressed them. And so we're just these walking culminations of our past if we don't focus on it. Um, so it's absolutely true. People definitely hold things in their body. I've seen people, uh, give out eight out of 10 reps on a certain set, you know, when they're working out and then you tell them like, Hey, every single time you get close, you back off and you quit. Like, what's that all about? And it's not this easy answer. A lot of times it's very deep rooted and they don't believe that they're good enough or they don't believe that they're capable enough. And maybe that was something that was said to them in passing when they were six. And that is a real story. Um, and so it's just interesting when people tell you certain things, because then you say, do you believe that about yourself now? They say, no, you say, prove it, do it. (laughs) And then it's done. And then they overcame that. So now they're a different person. So that can be applied to the therapeutic aspect, but it can also be applied to the personal training aspect and people just, they limit themselves far too often. And, uh, it's totally true that it's, it's in the body and the mind and it's, it's none of it's in a vacuum, you know, if, if you're not coming in just to work out with me or stretch with me, you know, you're going to be getting a little bit of, you know, all of that. And I think the best, um, approach isn't to just isolate on one thing or another. It's to address the entire organism, which is us as humans. And I think that's what I was alluding to earlier. It's this integrative approach that seems to be a 21st century phenomenon Mm -hmm. blooming, not that it wasn't developing, of course, but I, I think that he is looking at it as a, as a big picture situation, yeah. and he is bringing in multiple. In fact, what I was thinking was, you might not have a license, but you're a counselor of sorts to people. Definitely a coach, for sure. And yeah. you know, maybe one day I'll go down that road, uh, you know, with the mind and the licensure there. And you know, some days we are going to get it. We're going to be in the gym, and mm. we're going to do more than you think, mm. and it's going to be freaking hard. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, that's a that's not just the entire piece of the puzzle. You know, you have to push yourself. You have to overcome those boundaries and everything. But um, ultimately, I want you to leave better than when you came. I don't want you to leave, like, in pain, so to speak. Now, pain is common. Mm. Pain happens, right? We we all experience pain at times. But it's about trying to minimize the risks uh, and also optimize the results as much as possible. So if there's something that's causing pain, boom, let's talk about it. Let's address it. I'll give you some things to do at home. Nobody likes homework. Nobody does homework, right? But if you do the homework, you come back and you're in less pain. You experience more results in the gym, which allows us to get to future boundaries, internal and external. And then we can address those as they come. But yeah, if we, if we run into a roadblock, we have to address that and then move on. Um, I'm not going to like throw a, a, really heavy bar on you and tell you that if you don't squat properly, you're broken. Let's go, bro. Yeah. It's just not the move. You know, you build up from the base and always address the basics as you move forward. Never, never underestimate them. It it does. We can't see that. Like by the time my kids are full grown adults, I really do think there's going to be completely different ways to integrate all these things. I do. You go over here and you do Tai Chi you go over here, you do yoga, you go over here, you see your therapist. I, I just see these things, you know, then you have a coach and you don't really need to go sit on a couch. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but all of a sudden you're not needing traditional therapy as much as you are because my personal interest, right? Like you've started in the body area. I've started in the emotional mind area with children. 
I don't think people need to sit in an isolated room with a therapist for the rest of their life. They need to have a chance to work these things out, right? Mm. So we like to take kids out and have them work out the trauma, externalize these things. That to me is what sounds like working out for me would be like, Mm. if I could go work out and be mindful and I meditated before and my mind is set, I wouldn't skip that. Get help from where we can get it, you That's know, right. and yeah. so we just find it where we can, we can have it. And ultimately you realize that you can be your own teacher. And so you learn because other people have been in certain places, maybe before you, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter what their age is. They could be younger, older, whatever. And then when they're at that place, they can guide you in the direction they need to go. And then you learn that, you know, you are in complete control, at least to the degree that which we are. Um, of your body and your life. And so, yeah, for sure. If, if you want to find somebody who is, uh, you know, helps you get into that good nervous system state to work out, to prevent injury, to improve your range of motion that gives you homework, cares about, you know, you long-term helps you set goals, things like that. There are people out there and they say, you know, when you're ready, they appear, mm. you know, cause they also have to get ready too. Right. It's two people. Right. right. And so all my clients have benefited me so greatly that sometimes I wonder, you know, who should be paying who. Yeah. I think you touched on something that people need to get a little bit away from their ego. It's, it's kind of tempting for people. Well, I'm the older person. I've had more experience in this arena and they, they tend not to be as comfortable learning from people that are younger than they are of a different background or a different culture. And I think the more that we can kind of step away from our ego, the better we're going to be able to receive some of that information that's coming at us Mm. and available to us. Sure. Yeah. And I benefit there because I'm a highly open person. I rank very high in the personality trait openness. I'm just creative and I, I I don't really throw ideas away because usually there's some truth in most Mm. ideas. Now, some things I've found are not correct. They're lies and those do exist, but generally speaking, the world is full of people and a lot of times they're not full of malice. Now that can occur. And so you have to watch out for the charlatans and the people that are just trying to make money off of you. But you can usually tell that, especially the more work they do internally of, you know, the people that are trying to pull the wool over your eyes Mm -hmm. on the outside. And then going from there, just go focus on the people that seem to want the best for you. Um, because that's who you should be surrounding yourself with anyway. Yeah. You know, you mentioned a company earlier, unless I misunderstood you on it. Um, you know, not a sponsor in any way, obviously, Mm. but you talk about these companies, how over time you can see the legitimacy of their claims, Mm. you know, and I love companies like on it that will go so far to prove their claims. It's not just, this is what we are. This is the way medicine used to work, especially in the MLM like space. You know, it's, here's our claims, here's our health claims, one or two kind of statements. And that was it, you know, but companies like on it, they never stop the testing. They don't ever stop. They just keep posting more and more evidence. So as we're coming towards the end of the hour, I wrote down specifically on it. And is there, do you use any of their supplements? Are you just fond of the company or did I hear a completely different name? No, it's interesting. No, 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 you're, no, you're right. Uh, so when this all started, actually the journey I think began, cause I was listening to a podcast by Aubrey Marcus, uh, I think it was 22, 23. He talked about a ceremony that he experienced in Peru. And I was very depressed at the time and decided that I had no other options. I tried everything else that I needed to go to the jungle. And so I think this is where it all started. And if it weren't for my interest in like the Joe Rogan podcast and Aubrey at the time, I don't know where I'd end up. And so I took that 
flight and everything's changed since then. And I've been on this journey that I kind of knew I needed to be on anyway, um, but I didn't know how uh, since then. And so I think I have a lot of respect for that company because it's something that he built um, and I've been there and I've gotten a certification there. It's a great facility. Their mm -hmm. avocado toast is fire. I wish I could get some here. Uh, I don't know what they do something with like some hot sauce or something. It's delicious. Uh, but it's great. Like they, they do it the way that I would probably want to do it. Um, I'd probably have some like ice baths and saunas and stuff. They might have some saunas. I'm not hundred percent sure, but it's a great place. Uh, just good people there. And you know, that's what it's all about. Just finding a hub, uh, and every, most places have some sort of hub like that. You don't have to go to Austin to, to experience something right. like that. Um, you know, find a local yoga studio or, you know, look online or, you know what, sometimes the best thing to do is to start your own group. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're looking for that, be what you're looking for and attract others because there are other people that are wanting the same thing. I mean, I guarantee there's somebody else no out doubt. there that wants the exact same thing no as you doubt. do. So, yeah, but yeah, on it. Yeah, I like They're them. And awesome. you know, I'm not. I t I've taken their supplements in the past, and I've you know I've tried different workout equipment. Like I have uh, some of their kettlebells and sure. stuff. Like yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I like the company yeah. for sure. They're awesome. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Well, we are coming to the hour. I didn't know Patty if you had anything else. Obviously, we have many other conversations to have with Taylor. But we, we say this every time, I don't know, we, it's Damien? Not it's gonna a, stop. Yeah, absolutely. We always want to let everybody have a chance to allow our listeners how to get in touch with them. Mm -hmm. So this is your chance. How do people get in touch with you? And, and repeat, if you would, the kinds of things you can help folks with. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, getting the license uh, for massage therapy uh, here soon and fascial stretch therapy, if you're interested in that. Personal training, um, you know, I do scraping as well. Uh, and if you just want a coach who cares about you and your progress, then I'm here. You can find me on my website, tailoredstrengthandrecovery.com. So that's T A I. L-O-R-E-D, strengthandrecovery.com. Uh, and that's a great way to get in touch with me. My phone number's on there, email. I respond, and, you know, I'm happy to hear from you. And if you're not a client and you just want to chat about things, I do that too. Um, because I believe that a lot of times people hesitate to reach out because they don't want to have to pay for stuff. Mm. If you have a question and I can answer, I'd be happy to do that, open the doors to a little bit more knowledge if I have it. Um, but I can also probably learn from you, so... Right on, man. Yeah. Dude, it's been awesome having yeah, you no on doubt. the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been what great. What an amazing attitude. How many times have you heard somebody say, if you just want to chat, give me a call? Sure, yeah. if I got and the And put time, it out there. It. You know, people yeah. sometimes are hesitant to pay immediately yeah, when sure. they don't know. But what, a, what an open attitude. So you're open not in just what you receive, but in what you share. So My needs are met. I'm grateful for that. And if somebody has something that they need, just holla. So I didn't have to fake a whole podcast to... Get information just from ask, I could have just called. God, <laughs> this was just saying it, whole time. <laughs> Another day, another day. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. we thank you so much. It's it has been a wonderful experience. Indeed. Now, can we ask you back after your January trip? Of course. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. I'd be happy to come back. The Iceman. We want oh, to know yeah. all about thank it. You. Awesome. Oh. So thank you for listening. This is Channels of Health. Make sure you check out our other podcast on channelsofhealth.com, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Channels of Health. We're so glad you've joined us today. To find out more, about our mission and to connect with Channels of Health, go to www.channelsofhealth.com and you can email us directly at info at channelsofhealth.com. We look forward to our next episode with you. Until then, be well.